Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. I'm killing myself trying to figure out the name of this band. It's right there on the tip of some little rotting piece of my brain, and it won't appear on my tongue. It's, I just can't tr- get it to travel down. Think of your Deep colors. Purple. There Deep you go. <laughs> I got it. Deep purple. Slow-mo. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you for that, Joe. All right, listen to this. This is Mark Cuban. I hate when people say stupid things. I feel the need to bring it up. Because cliches that make people happy. Why does this make people happy? I don't mind being taxed more. I, I wrote a blog 20 years ago saying it's the most patriotic thing. Well, 20 years ago, that was dumb, but now it's totally moronic. Why Why are you talking about that like it's a good thing? I don't mind being taxed more. I've, I wrote a blog 20 years ago saying it's the most patriotic thing you can do after military service is pay your taxes because that's what allows everybody, you know, to, to live and to prosper. That's what allows everyone to live and to prosper. The government is the big enemy of prosperity. They don't generate any prosperity. They steal it. And they spend it decades in advance of it being earned. So stop saying things like that and acting like you're a good person for saying something so dumb. Pay your taxes because that's what allows everybody, you know, to to live and to prosper. No, they stand in the way of prosperity, the government does. The, The thing we're struggling with, that the founders were struggling with, is how can you have a government and still be able to live a good life. That was their big struggle because they knew the government had been the generator of so much evil in human history. They were nervous about creating a government because they knew how dangerous government is. Not like traffic departments. Let's go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center and see how much goodness emanates when Mark Christopher is in front of the microphone. It's the Todd Feinberg Show 
Live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It is WTIC on a Wednesday afternoon. Beautiful weather. All right, it's fall, but I'm acclimating. I'm acclimating. Pretty soon, though, it's all twigs and, and branches and brown and gray. But it's only for six or eight months, so it's no sweat. It's no sweat. So what's your reaction to, uh, do you feel the same way? I don't, as I do to this Mark, your reaction to Mark Cuban? I don't mind being taxed more. I, I wrote a blog 20 years ago saying it's the most patriotic thing you can do after military service is pay your taxes because that's what allows everybody, you know, to, to live and to prosper. Um, that just seems to me to be so oblivious to reality. To utter a thought like that, especially the opening words. I don't mind being taxed more. I've, I don't mind being taxed more. I realize he's a billionaire. But still, it's the principle of the thing. When you think of how hard Mark Cuban has had to work at times during his life, or maybe all during his life, maybe he works like a maniac still to be able to generate the wealth that he's generated. And, yeah, he's got wealth like a country has wealth, which I feel is good. I think we need the Mark Cubans of the world to protect us from the evils of government. We need big players who can stand up to government. So that's why I don't like to hear him pandering to government. I want to hear these big guys with the big bucks, corporations, and corporations are noble players because they generate wealth for us. They generate jobs. And billionaires are noble players. They generate wealth and jobs for us. They build companies. They invest. They provide the capital for startups, for example, to be able to thrive. That's why New York City is bustling, why Boston is a a uh, capital of the new economy, Silicon Valley, that, what do they call that triangle down in North Carolina? All of this is happening, and, and Connecticut longs for it. How can we get startups here? That's the money that comes from evil rich people who provide the wealth. Let's find out what Mike has to say. Mike, you're on WTIC. People's first problem is listening to people like Mark Cuban. Don't listen to him. It's plain and simple. Well, I find it very educational. Are you objecting to me playing it? No. Oh, okay, good. Uh, Cheney, the Bushes, they're all, they're all war criminals. The father, the Bushes, the father, George Bush Sr., who passed away, he can't remember where he was on November 22nd, 1963. There's pictures of him standing on a sidewalk in a suit. He was a CIA operative. So you he think he killed JFK? He helped. I think he helped. Wow. Next point. Stefanowski, you're just too cavalier. You're not, you're, you're, you've already lost the election. Another one here. Another one, exactly, because... Calling the, the game like, over at halftime. He, he doesn't care if he wins or loses. He's like that little kid that builds a model plane. He doesn't care if it flies or not. What little kid doesn't care if his plane flies or not, Mike? What are you talking about? Remember the other day I brought up the whalers, the Hartford whalers? Yes. This is Connecticut's problem. They can't lose if they don't have a team. They're not aggressive. 
the economy, the government. They don't want to go out and win. They're well, the government doesn't that. want to. But I don't know why you're talking that way about Stefanowski. I have to tell I don't know I don't know everything about him by any means, but I do recognize he's one of the hardest working people I've ever seen. I mean I mean the overall attitude of the state. We've been in the same attitude for decades. I grew up here and they're afraid of change. Are you you have another call coming in? Nobody's come in with any innovative ideas. Can you name anybody that has? No. How do you innovate a, what is essentially a RICO violation operated supposedly for the benefit of the people? It's a conspiracy to defraud people. That's what government is. That's what it's become. It doesn't have to be that way. Thank you, Mike, for the call. But I fear that that's what it has become. 860-522-9842. And we'll get rants into... Um, I'll tell you when in a few minutes, but uh, the rant line number, 860-751-4698. Steve, hello there. Todd, I, I would feel better if you uh, could uh, put your disdain on all humanity and not just one segment of it. Um, there was an advertisement just recently. Am I allowed to talk about corporations by name? Yeah, where do you get – people always ask well, that. Does anyone ever tell you not to? Well, I just hear so many people not doing it. I thought it was a rule that I didn't know about. No, I don't know. Uh, Ace Hardware put out a, put out a, uh, uh, they wanted, they want some employees because they're having a hard time uh, recruiting employees. And you know what they said to, uh, to uh, help the people come and, and want to work for them? What did they say? They said it was a woke environment. Who, who said this? Ace Hardware. Uh, located in uh, Saratoga. Oh man, uh, that's County. funny. That's funny. Yeah, and uh, the, the the idea that uh, corporations are somehow blameless in all this—they're pandering too. They're pandering to hold on to their their place to keep from getting canceled because the technology is being being utilized by these these very small evil people that they can wield a lot of power with this technology, especially being uh, uh, funded by China and uh, George Soros and all these, all these evil uh, depths of hell creatures. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm not saying that uh, corporations are pure or anything, Steve. All I'm saying is they're like government, but they create economic growth and they create jobs, two things that we need desperately and the government deprives us of rather than creates hi you're on the air who's this hi you're on the air who's this all right i'll put you on hold you can talk to joseph george and vernon hi george yes uh, uh just a comment with the uh, last sentiment you had there that uh said that george uh, omen uh, bush was part of the uh, jfk assassination yes so I take it that Ted Cruz was also uh, Ted Cruz's father was also involved with that. Why was he also in that photograph? No, that's what uh, Donald Trump said, didn't he? Um, he said, so. "Oh yeah, yeah, he did." I and and there is actually some there is some inference there, as I recall. I I've never heard that H W was involved. Have you? Yeah, I just heard. No, I never heard that until just now. So I'm thinking this gentleman also uh, is also saying that uh, 
Judge Cruz's father was involved too. Then. Yes, all, all I'm saying is there may be reason with Ted Cruz. Somebody can clarify if I'm wrong, but I think there there is something a little suspicious in Ted Cruz's father's uh, case. Uh, yeah, a lot of suspicious. But I think Absolutely. it's shaky, nevertheless. And your Absolutely. point is your point is taken that um, that it's a it's a big thing to say about George H. W. Bush. Yeah. No, the point is this gentleman didn't know what he's talking about. That's the point. Uh, who do you think killed JFK? Well, personally, I think it was, uh, or obviously I know it was the Harvey uh, uh, Oswald was part of it. I think uh, it might have been the mafia uh, had their hands in there. Cuba, obviously. I mean, Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, if you had to, if you had to bet if it was gangsters or, say, connected people connected to Lyndon Baines Johnson, which would you guess? Connected to to who? LBJ. Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, it could be a long shot, but I think it was more of a uh, uh, organized crime kind of thing. Was uh, Cuba? Uh, we'll never know, unfortunately. Well, no, I think we. I think it's in a government file. I figured yeah. one of the interesting things, thank you, George, for the call. One of the interesting things to me about this chasing documents, Donald Trump for documents, is that I always imagined that Donald Trump would be immune to this kind of persecution because I figured he would go right for the files. He would go right for the government secrets, the, the kinds of things that a president can know that, that maybe nobody else can know. And that he would be able to leverage his political opponents with inside information that he would threaten to reveal. Or, you know, not even threaten, but just suggest that could happen. One of the things about Donald Trump is he's a super ruthless power player. I think that's why they hate him so much, because they view him as being so scary that he will go further than anybody else. He's a tougher fight. He's like Mike Tyson in the ring. People used to just lose before Mike Tyson hit them. They were so scared. And I feel like Trump is that way. So I always figured he'd have the truth about who killed JFK and the proof. All you would need is a page from one of those files. You don't need the whole folder. Just one page. Let's talk to Alan in Plymouth. Hi, Alan. Hi. Um, I think what he was trying to say, maybe he didn't remember, but I'm pretty sure Trump said that Ted Cruz's father was the Zodiac Killer, which is, just, is even more far out. Is that what he said? I'm pretty sure Trump said his, he was the Zodiac Killer. His, his father was the Zodiac Killer. Well, all right, maybe I'm gonna do a little own, research. Maybe in my own, maybe in my own little world, but <laughs> so how come everybody's fathers are like these killers, but nobody could figure out, you know, who they actually are, you know, in real life? It's just these people need to put down the Kool Aid once in a while. That's all. Well, I in some cases I think you're right, and in other cases we're so trusting and so gullible in the way we respond to the political class that I, I find there's, uh, you know, it goes in both directions. Well, there's so much information on the Internet that some people, you believe anything you read at the same time. It's even worse. I mean, back in the day, we had the tabloids. And obviously, everybody knew that was crazy. But now, somehow, if it's on the Internet, every, everybody believes it. 
Yes, but then there's the truth, which is, you know, they say the truth is stranger than fiction. So on the J, that's why I asked about JFK. Where are you on the JFK situation? Do you believe the the well, Warren? I believe he was assassinated by the government. I do believe that, but I'm not sure anything about George Bush doing it. Yeah, he was CIA, but yeah, but what, don't you see that once you <laughs> once you go down the path of accepting, which I I'm with you, I, I I'm with you on maybe the government did it. Maybe a job. I'm just not saying I know who did it. And I, you can't just like I got you. speculate. We, yes. I mean, we could all speculate all we want. We'll never know. Maybe Bigfoot no. did it. I don't know. I think if Bigfoot <laughs> did it, it will be coming out because who would protect Bigfoot? You know, <laughs> Lock, the Loch Ness Monster would, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, have a good day. Thank you, Alan. Uh, the Loch Ness Monster. What if the Loch Ness Monster did it? See, this is the curious part, is we know enough to not trust power. We know enough to not trust the government, and yet we don't know enough to not trust them. Hi, who's this? You're on the air. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, this is Steve calling from Springfield. Hi, Steve. Hey, Todd, have you ever read that book called Merchants of Despair? Of Despair? No, it's a good title, though. Who's it about? Uh, Is it about the Democrats? Um, he, the guy traces out the Malthusian theory of, he calls it anti-humanism, mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, you know, human beings are a blight on the planet. We're like a virus, and we're destroying the planet, the earth, and everything, and, and all these inferior breeds of people. I mean, it really spawned, like, Darwin, and it spawned eugenics. Um, uh, it spawned a conservation movement. You know, we've got to conserve all our resources because people are destroying it all. Uh, he calls it anti-humanism, and it's really fascinating because he, he traces, like, the seeds of Malthusianism, you know, through Hitler and all kinds of crazy stuff. It's it, called The it's Secret really of Despair? Book. Yeah, it's called Merchants of Despair. Oh, it Merchants, really... okay. Uh, what's that? I, I was just clarifying the title, Merchants of Despair. Yeah, it, it, um, but, but it, it, it's fascinating reading, and the guy's got an index, which I love because I like rapid research. It sounds good to me. All right. Thank you so much for the call, Steve. Good to talk with you. Traffic time from the BBS Lawyers Traffic Center. It's Mark Christopher with the latest. Hey there, Marcus. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC, I think I messed up the time. I apologize, Bob Stefanowski, if it was my mistake, but I'm glad we can get you for a few minutes right now. Yeah, thanks for squeezing me in, Todd. So a big debate yesterday went really well, I thought. What were your thoughts? I thought it did, too. I mean, it's, it's great to be able to talk directly, not through an attack ad or not through the press, to just kind of tell people where I am. Um, I don't know that Ned took it that uh, Governor Lamont took it that seriously. In my opinion, he kind of came in and you know the sneakers on and, the, and no tie, and he didn't have any notes. I, it was almost like it was a bit annoying for him to do it, which I don't think is right, Todd. I think people of Connecticut have a, have a right to hear a debate. We should be doing more than two. Uh, we should certainly be doing one in Fairfield County, and I'd love to get more on because I, I think we got our point across. So uh, yesterday's debate was taped during the day and then and then broadcast at night, which seemed like they wanted to protect Ned from the tension of having to appear in a primetime live situation. Is that your read on it? I think so, Todd. And listen, I get it. He's an incumbent, so, so there's probably more downside to debates. But, but it's not about being an incumbent. It's about letting people hear from the two candidates. And, and Rob Poling was there, which is fine. Um, being asked some tough questions and, and not having Josh Cabal behind them or, you know, Paul Mounds to defer to when, when you can't answer it. And, yeah. and it's a perfect forum to do that. And, and I think what I got across is that the economy is not as good as Ned claims to be. The surplus that we had was because we got federal money, which is also our tax dollars. It has absolutely nothing to do with what Ned has done. In fact, he's increased taxes over four years. 
He hasn't supported law enforcement. We're going to support the head of law enforcement. We're going to give a portion of that surplus back to people because they need it right now. And we're actually going to do something to make the state better. And I, I think we got that across, Todd, very well. Doesn't it drive you crazy, though, now that you're, in, you know, you're like you're right there on the inside of it. And you get to stand there and watch a guy whose job it is to report the truth back to the people of the state. And he he twists and distorts to make sure nobody understands what's actually going on. Well, he's actually become a very good politician because he talks at a high level. Um, you know, for example, he's got the largest tax cut in the history of Connecticut. If you take that in isolation, I could I, I don't even know if you can argue. He raised taxes by two billion dollars and we're going to reverse them back. We've got a food tax right now we're going to get rid of. He raised the tax on diesel. We're going to bring that back down. He has not supported. The best Todd was when he said he loves law enforcement. Ninety seven percent of the troopers gave him a vote of no confidence. That's unheard of. So we're going to reverse the police accountability bill, the portion that that took away qualified immunity. We're going to raise some of the pay for officers to get people in, and we're going to restock the police forces. So it was kind of therapeutic, Todd, to actually say the truth. Yeah. And there's nothing in what I said that wasn't the truth. But then you defer to him, and and, and, and none of it is true. But you're saying at least he had to stand there and hear it. Yeah, and it was a little tense up there. You know, was it? They took a one-minute break, and it was a little bit tense because I'm, you know, I'm not going to stand there and let them misrepresent my positions. And it was finally good to get the facts out there. So I would encourage everybody to watch it. We've got it up on our website, bobforgovernor.com, bobforgovernor.com. And, and, you know, Todd, me, I'm not an arrogant person, but I don't think there was any question coming out of that debate. Who's the better person to run the state of Connecticut for the next four years? What happens next? There, there's a second debate. When is that? It's not till late October, um, which is way too late. Mm-hmm. There has been some discussions about squeezing one in um, in October, which I would love to do. We, last time we debated five times. We should yeah. have at least three. Um, but absent that, you're going to see another 30 days of attack ads, and, and, and that's not fair to the voters. Do you have some plan to try to squeeze him to do another debate? Because it would be great. Yeah, especially after last night. I thought it was a good discussion. Um, And whether you came out liking me or Rob Hodling or Ned, at least you saw some of the facts and and get to see people talk on their feet without a prescribed script. Um, And I'll do a debate every single day from now till November 8th if if, if he's willing to. We are going to push for it. We're getting our video out, and, and we'll see what happens. I know a couple of the... The news agencies are pushing for another one as well. We'll see if he does the right thing. All right, Bob, thank you for checking in with us. And, uh, again, sorry about messing the time up, and we only have a couple minutes here, but I appreciate it. Thank you, Todd. Have a good rest of your week. All righty, that's Bob Stefanowski. Dick Morris is going to join us next. We'll talk to him about stuff going on in national politics and state politics. Dick Morris next on WTI. Now, back to the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. They shouldn't let me schedule any guests because I make a mess of it. I don't know how I did this. So, Dick Morris isn't on until 5.10. I totally messed that up. And Mark Fitch from Yankee Institute 
He's now. I I don't. I'm totally verklempt here. I'm sorry, Mark. Oh no, that's okay, Todd. Good to be here with you. Well, so you wrote something good, and I forget what it was. Fill us in. So yeah, over at uh, InsideInvestigator.org, uh, I wrote a piece that came out this past Sunday called "Fighting Words: The Battle Between Free Speech Protections and Connecticut Law," and basically it looks at three different lawsuits that are currently in the court system testing the limits of free speech against uh, a couple Connecticut laws and rules that have been put in place. These, uh, these are new rules and new laws? Well, actually, well, the, the, the main one's a very old uh, law. It's uh, Statute 53-37, and it makes ridicule on account of race, nationality, gender, all that stuff, um, ridicule by advertisement, a uh, Class D misdemeanor. And people do get arrested for this, and they essentially kind of use the statute so that if you say something uh, racially biased, you can potentially get arrested for it. Mm-hmm. And the, that law is now being challenged by a Connecticut attorney, and he's the same attorney who represented uh, two UConn students who got in a bit of trouble when they were walking home after a night of drinking. That was the uh, drunken yelling incident a couple years ago? Yes, and so they were originally arrested under this 53-37 statute. And when the attorney challenged the prosecutors on that, they quickly dropped it and replaced it with some other stuff. Um, But he decided, his name is Mario Cerami, he decided, he goes, you know what, This this law is facially unconstitutional. I'm going to challenge it in federal court. Mm-hmm. And basically everybody I've talked to agrees that this is probably going to get overturned. Um, it's been in place since, you know, like 1916 or something like that. And it appears that it was originally created for businesses, you know, uh, so that businesses or politicians wouldn't make advertisements that disparage a, you know, a race or nationality or something like that. But in more recent years, it's been used about once a year to prosecute people for, you know, essentially a bias crime. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Sarami feels that it's an infringement on free speech rights and is challenging that. So that's that's currently in the court system, along with a couple other uh, cases uh, that are more or less new. And tell us about those. So... There is one uh, that has to do with a rule change at the Connecticut Bar Association that basically says that if an attorney says something that they know or should know would be constitute, um, you know, racist language or harassment or something like that, they can get in trouble. That'd be a violation of their um, professional standards. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Sarami is also the plaintiff in that case. The same uh, so attorney. New, yeah, the same attorney. He is, uh, you know, he says that, you know, free speech is his, his hill to die on, um, you know, and he's he's always happy to talk about it. Uh, so he is the plaintiff in that case, challenge, him and another uh, attorney out of Waterbury, uh, challenging that rule change that just took effect in 2022. And then there is the case of uh, David Liebenguth. Uh, he was given a parking ticket uh, back in 2014 in New Canaan by a black parking enforcement officer, and he said some really awful things to that parking enforcement officer. And 
it ended up he ended up being arrested for breach of peace, basically under the fighting words doctrine. So essentially fighting words are like I say something to you so awful that it that I know that this is going to cause a, you know, physical a melee problem. is likely yeah. to ensue and therefore it's uh, disturbing the peace charge. Exactly. So it ends up being a, a breach of peace charge. He actually had his his conviction overturned by the Connecticut Appellate Court. Mm-hmm. And then the Supreme Court overturned the Appellate Court. So now he is in federal court and seeking to challenge this. So really the piece is examining what are the limits to free speech? Should there be limits to free speech? And if so, what are they? But the nature of these rights that we have is that the edges of them, that's what you're talking about is laws that are are stepping on the corners, perhaps, of exactly where where the line on the law is. And, and those are in flux by definition, right? Yeah, I, I think they're, they're definitely in flux. And, you know, these days, certainly so, being that, you know, um, writing, you know, past, you know, racial wrongs are very much in the, you know, the cultural milieu. Um, I interviewed a, a, one of the activists with Black Lives Matter who, you know, spoke very eloquently on why she thinks, you know, words like, you know, the N-word should be punishable in court, even if it is just a minor fine, you know, so essentially saying that, hey, you know what, they should have to, you know, stand up and in front of everybody and say what they did. And if there's punishment for it, then people will do it less. Um, obviously, Mr. Sarami feels differently. And so really, it was kind of a, an interesting conversation to have between the two of them, you know, that I, that I put into the, into the article, examining, you know, why, you know, should there be limits? And if so, what, they, what should they be? And, or, or do limits make things actually worse? And, you know, considering, you know, what we have in our culture today, uh, you know, you start talking about like cancel culture and things like that. Um, is the cultural, is the social backlash for saying something, you know, horribly racist, is that as bad, if not worse, than catching, you know, a class D misdemeanor? Well, but you, the idea is you don't want the government involved with limiting speech. So if people are trying to intimidate each other not to use certain language. So you take, for example, the N-word, which is used by some portions of the population in regular conversation as a, uh, a, a playful pejorative or maybe not so playful on a regular basis. And it, that's considered socially acceptable in some circles, and in other circles it isn't. The idea that you would make that illegal, you can see the obvious problems. It's expression. It's people expressing love sometimes and hate other times. How do you legislate such a thing? And that's, that's where you really get into the difficulty of, you know, the situation and why, you know, basically everybody I talk to thinks that this law probably won't survive a constitutional test because you know when you start mandate when you start trying to legislate against the content of speech it becomes constitutionally problematic and courts don't like to get involved in context you know who said it and in what context and why because Mm -hmm. it makes things more subjective and you know courts are not they don't really like subjectivity all that much you know because there's too many different kind of arguments that can be made so, you know, it's a, I don't know, it was a really fascinating piece to work on. And, you know, like I said to 
to one of my interviewees. I was like, well, I don't think this is going to answer the question of free speech, but um, it's certainly, I think, a good window into what's happening at, you know, in our own state when it re- in regards to these, you know, larger national First Amendment questions. We're talking to Mark Fitch from InsideInvestigator.org. They write fascinating pieces. So the column is called Fighting Words, the Battle Between Free Speech Protections and Connecticut Law. There was the story you mentioned in in your column about last August. There was a, a football player, I think, going around raising money door to door. Is that what happened? Yeah, uh, up, up in Enfield, there was a, a, a black 14-year-old football player was going door to door raising money for the football team. And... You know, somebody jumped out of their house and said, you know, get off my lawn. And then somebody else yelled a, you know, nasty racial slur at him. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it made the paper, it made the papers everywhere, uh, ignited a, you know, town conversation, you know, uh, a meeting to discuss, you know, you know, racism and discrimination in the town, uh, which is all online that you can watch. Uh, so it ended up being this a very big deal. Uh, but, you know, when the protesters were there and they were having these community meetings about this situation, you know, the the police chief said, you know, I can't arrest somebody for saying that. Um, and but the interesting thing is, according to this one law, you possibly could. Uh, it's just that that law is currently being challenged and may not hold up, you know, under that under that federal challenge. It's a very sad thing to think of a 14-year-old boy being confronted that way and harassed in that way, and yet it's also a, a very bad thing to think about the, the might of the government harassing people, citizens, for the use of words that aren't constructing a threat or making a plot or otherwise conspiring to do something. It's just language that's being used the way people use language every day. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a sad state of affairs that, you know, a 14 year old would have to deal with that when you know he's just Indeed. doing an innocent thing, like trying to raise money for his football team. Um, and I, I just think kind of what, the heart of the matter is, you know, everybody's going to kind of like chill out and be a little nicer to each other. And we probably wouldn't have to have these you know conversations. Yes. Um, but, it, but at the same time, human. you can't make everybody be nice. So that's where people have to learn these lessons. Uh, it's too bad you have to learn it at 14. But um you know, people can be cruel, so you have to get used to that in life. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I do understand that, but I do understand the other side that says, you know what, you know, when these things are said to us, we feel physically threatened. You know, um, we have a lot of situations going on in the United States, and, you know, they we've had, you know, these this white nationalist group from Massachusetts coming down into, into Connecticut and making their presence known. So when, you know, you know, black individuals, you know, hear that word, you know, they feel unsafe. And so yeah, well, I, I sympathize for that as well. I sympathize with uh, not wanting to feel unsafe, but I don't sympathize with the idea of, of uh, trying to pass laws because laws are more dangerous, I think, than people are. But, uh, Mark, great work with with Inside Investigator. Give us a quick 30 seconds on what it's all about. You know, it's it's basically about... Connecticut's laws running into constitutional challenges and whether or not those constitutional challenges will hold up and and how people on both sides of that issue feel about it. 
No, I'm talking about the site in general, though. Oh, all right. No, we're we're a site. We're dedicated to investigative journalism, to telling people stories, and that's Mm -hmm. really what we want to do. And along along with your usual news pieces. But there must be a premise to the stories that you feel aren't that are being missed or something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, hey, I didn't know this was going on um, until I started digging into it. So, uh, yeah, we try we try to find those those stories that other people aren't covering or or doing it in a different way to, to kind of dig deeper and figure out what's really happening in Connecticut. All right. Well, thank you for that, Mark Fitch. Good to have you here inside investigator.org. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Todd. Thank you. I love that there are some people trying to report stuff that we're not usually hearing because most of what's going on is the constriction of the flow of information. So Yankee Institute launching InsideInvestigator.org as a way to get us more information. That's a wonderful thing. Okay, where are we? Dick Morris coming up at 510. After that, we'll do the rants. 860-522-9842. Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. I don't even know. I haven't absorbed what kind of day it is on the roads, Mark. Fill us in. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.